it's Positive Spark Plug time, and I'm your host, Candace, and I'm so excited for you to be joining me. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Michael Doyle. Michael is a father, an author, a motivational speaker, a business and personal coach, and the owner of Doyle It In. In today's episode, Michael and I dive in to the importance of living in a state of flow and the three main factors of how you can get there. Gratitude, setting intentions, and acceptance. I hope with today's episode, you guys take away the extreme amount of information, insights, and inspiration that Michael shares with you. Reach out to Michael for his free clarity call and also get ready because we are about to doyle it in. Hey, Michael. For joining me today on Positive Spark Plug podcast, I'm really excited to have you. Um, You're doing incredible things, um, helping people really um, doyle it in um, with their life. Um, and what they're wanting to do and their purpose and, and their why and their drive and you're giving them all that and strategies and I'm really excited to uh, learn more um, but before we get into right now and the yep. present day I want to know a little bit about you and your journey up until this point absolutely hopefully we have a couple of days here so I can share it with you no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> To, to paraphrase, basically, you know, um, which is my book really covers it, but I struggled with alcohol for over a decade and I was just, you know, making poor choices, uh, really in a place of feeling stuck in a negative pattern, uh, really overweight, like definitely um, over 200 pounds for the first time back in 2010. And for me, I just had that moment. People can make change from a place of doing okay, but I really think a lot of times when there's a big shift, it comes from hitting that sense of urgency to make a change. And for me, I can tell you the date. I can remember that morning as clear as yesterday. It was April 24, 2010. I just woke up feeling tired, hungover. More and more nights of my, uh, more and more pieces of my nights were missing when I drank. And for this, my first time, I didn't even remember my third set. Of all the times of partying and playing music, I couldn't even remember my third set. So for some reason, that was like a real uh, wake-up call for me. My son was 14 months old. Timothy, he was a big motivator. Ultimately, I made the change for me, but I just remember sitting on the floor that morning playing with him, not really having the energy or intention span to give him that he deserved. And I just remember feeling so, so guilty and like, what kind of a role model am I going to be? I'm like, hey, I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm doing some cool projects. Why am I still spiraling into this pattern? And so that morning, there was a shift. Looking back, we can connect the dots. I know that that morning is when I surrendered. I said, okay, I'm done with this. I give this up to a higher power. I'm ready to move beyond this. I want to show up better in life for myself, for people around me, just in life in general. So that day, I decided to no longer drink. And it definitely wasn't my first time saying I was going to quit, but it was my first time feeling committed to no longer drinking. And, you know, it's been almost 10 years. I don't really track it now, to be honest. I didn't always share this part, but um, my first two years, I was like a fish out of water. And then eventually I really completely retrained the pathways, you know, when it comes to 
you know, neuroplasticity and NLP and hypnosis and hypnolinguistics. I'm really into personal growth, peak performance, human potential. And I know that like I can spend all day in a bar. I don't think about it anymore. Right. I never labeled myself as an alcoholic. I didn't go to AA, not that I'm against people using it. I think it's great that it's dear for people, but that just wasn't my journey. I just had that moment where I said, that's it. That's enough. I'm done with this. And I, I was given support. And that's the first thing I changed, but that changed the trajectory of my life from there forward. Wow. Um, just from that, I pulled out so much stuff. I don't know if you noticed that I was kind of trying to jot yeah. down some notes <laughs> while not looking. And I'm um, trying not to talk too fast. I am from Newfoundland, so I love to talk fast. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so I, um, I myself um, is not an alcoholic, but uh, I have lived with um, a dad that has been. And so I know a struggle from a person that is on the outside of it. And I know it's, um, it's not easy and it's extremely difficult and it's definitely an up and down roller coaster. It's not a smooth um, ride at all. Um, so I definitely commend you on your dedication throughout these 10 years to keep yourself on the right track, to keep yourself becoming better each and every single day, and to be support for those um, that are out there as well that might be struggling with that. Um, and thank you for sharing that story, because I know for some people, um, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And I also want to say that I'm really grateful to be a part of this interview and anything I do or get involved in, I start with gratitude. So I'm grateful that we connected through the I Know Why, the second book, you know, through Jerry and Angela. And I'm just grateful that um, I have this opportunity to sit and, uh, and share my experience with you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so to, um, to start it off, um, I got, um, the wake up call, um, it was a huge thing for you. And then you said that um, your son was just kind of 14 weeks, 14 months, yeah, uh, 14 yeah. months. Yeah. Um, and you he was a motivator. But how do you define the difference between a motivator and motivation? Yeah, so motivation is something that's intrinsic, is something that we have to generate. Like, and I always talk about, I'm fascinated with, again, human potential. And I study all this and, you know, from Brendan Bouchard to Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and the people that I follow and learn from through the years. But motivation is something that we generate from within. And it's great and it gets us started. But also, I always say it's about, you know, motivation will get us moving, but it's habits that sustain our momentum. So not to focus all the time on, oh, I need to be motivated. I just don't feel motivated. When you get clear, clarity will drive focus and focus will drive motivation and your habits will maintain it. So um, I think Timothy was a motivator in terms of an external, one of my external whys. But when you make a shift, if, if it's going to be sustainable, if it's going to actually create real change, it has to be a shift internally. So the shift inside of me was a shift in consciousness, a shift in awareness, a shift of energy, a shift of my own perception of how I was living. And it's a decision, sorry, how I want to show up. And then to support that decision, 
All I had to do was look at my son and remember why I had that moment that morning. And he was an external motivator to keep me accountable to the commitment I made to myself, if that makes sense. Yes, it definitely does. So it's kind of like an accountability partner for the gym. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, you look at him and, and you kind of feel this sense of accountability to hold yourself to your inner motivation of why you are making the change to do what you're doing to become better. Absolutely. I like that. That's, I like, I like that a lot. Um, you talked about how for the first little bit, you felt like you were like a fish out of the water and to me that means, you know, you definitely had some struggles. Um, how did you, how did you face those and how did you get yourself to a clear point? I think I just really stayed connected to why I was doing it. It's hard to explain. Once that shift, once you have that level of awareness, you can't go back. Once we expand, we can sometimes stay in plateau for time, but we don't really shrink. Like once we have, once we know something, we can't really unknow it. And, and there's a difference between a knowing and a belief. A belief is something that we programmed along the way, uh, something we've experienced, something that we take on and we say, as Tony Robbins said, nothing really has meaning until we assign meaning to it, right? So a belief is something we take on. We have beliefs to service, beliefs that no longer service, beliefs that may have serviced for a while but don't anymore, and beliefs that never serviced but we had. And we, you know, I'm fascinated with reprogramming those beliefs. But then it's really about um, focusing on what it is you want to create and what do you need to do to create it. Okay, I like that. Um, so with, with needing and creating something, you talk about needing a plan. Um, there's that saying that if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Absolutely. Um, how did how did you not only make a plan, but did you have to revise it sometimes? Because it obviously, with the flipping out of the, the fish out of the water, um, how did you how did you create a plan and then make it stick? How did yeah. you make the plan stick? Yeah, so I'll jump in a little bit in about the plan and I'll also go back. I feel like I didn't fully answer the last question because I think um, you were really asking when I was a fish out of water, how did I stick to it? So I'll jump in there and then I'll talk about the plan. So what was really clear to me is that um, I didn't realize it until I no longer drank how much of my identity I'd linked to the drinking, like the party last man standing. I played darts every Thursday night. I'd go to, you know, play music and all these things that I did. So I didn't change those things. I still went to darts. I still went and played music. So I stayed in the bar. I stayed in the environment. I just stopped drinking. So for the first year or two, I literally didn't know like how to show up and what to do. And I felt uncomfortable and awkward. And when I wasn't comfortable with being the, the, the new person I was trying to become, everyone was offering me drinks and have a shooter and do a shot, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't do it, but it always felt awkward. And I remember my friend, Andrew Malloy, who's like a brother to me. He, I met Andrew when I moved to Iqaluit. Andrew and Jimmy, uh, Rob and Stuart and all the boys from my group called the Northern Ramblers, we, we met early 99, 2000. And I remember him saying to me, he said, Doyle, man, you, you, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you. He's like, well, it's like, you know, for the, for the first few years, you weren't yourself. He said, you're, but you were Doyle this weekend. You were Doyle all weekend. You're yourself now because it was Paddy's Day weekend and big party, Irish band, but I didn't drink all weekend, but I was still me. I was finally comfortable in my own skin. And having him give me that outside vantage point, I was like, 
huh, yeah, I have found my new normal. And what's funny is once I found that new normal, no one was coming up and asking me to have a drink or, or being awkward or making me feel awkward because, because I was okay with it. I attracted the energy around me to be okay with it. Okay that, with it. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's how I, the flopping fish out of the water, um, how I found my bearings was that I just stuck to why I was doing it and eventually it became my new normal. I think it about like neuroplasticity and, and I heard someone explain it as like a waterfall. And I love this analogy. You think of a waterfall has certain patterns, certain ways that the water really likes to go because they're grooves, right? Over time, we can retrain new pathways that serve us. If these pathways didn't, eventually the water's going to hit the new pathways. It doesn't mean they don't ever hit the old one. It just means now the new norm are the new pathways. And when we hit the old ones, for me, I always say my negative self-talk is my positive trigger to train the new pattern or the new thought or the new belief. Oh, so, and that's how I move from being uncomfortable to eventually the normal is to not drink. I can go to a bar today and spend hours there and I'll have a water or a coffee and I'm not even feel like I want to drink. Right. So it is possible to completely remove that. So that's how I, I did it. And then when it comes to sticking to a plan, I think having the right support, my block was I was a helper and a fixer and I was there for everyone. But I was I was so close to receive. I never would ask for help. Um, and when I removed that barrier, it changed everything because when you think about how you feel, when you give to someone, it always feels good to give to someone. Yes. When we allow someone to give to us, we're gifting them that feeling. Yes. So we're still giving by allowing them to give to us. And it's still an area that I work on, of course, but honestly, it's been life changing to be open to that support. We are wired for connection. We're not meant to work in a silo. So when we are connected, we're more fulfilled. One of the basic human needs is contribution and connection to others, right? So it's been an yeah. interesting journey, yeah. We're, we are tribe, like we are meant to be in tribes and that's, that's why we have families and, Absolutely. and work environments and all these different little tr people that we hang out with, groups of individuals that we hang out with. Um, and it's each individual's unique and identity and characteristics and and personalities that make the the tribe so unique in and on its own absolutely it makes it diverse it makes it powerful right because it's yes serves, it serves the collective the illusion of self like we are not separate i'm not separate from you the light that flows through you flows through me right yes so i strive to see the light in everyone i've always known that we're all on different stages of our journey, but we're all equal. There's no hierarchy. There's no one better than anyone. Um, and even, you know, the so-called gurus, I love listening to different people that have done more than I have or, or have more experience in a certain area. So I always say I go outside myself for support, guidance, advice, right? For fun, connection. But anytime I need answers, inward, habits, success, fulfillment, everything comes from, from inside of us. And when yes. we learn to fully show up comfortable in our own skin, we can really fully serve other people. The more I grow. We shift the universe. Absolutely. Yeah. And every time we show up a little bit better. So I don't compete. I'm a creator, not a computer. And I believe, I believe there's enough people needing help that it doesn't matter if there's someone else coaching like I'm coaching. I don't see competition. I see opportunities to collaborate to work together, who I'm meant to work with and help are the people I'll work with. 
but my focus is to show up today a little bit better than I did yesterday. And some days I do, some days I don't. But the thing is that every day, I'm just trying to be a little bit better than the day before and be okay with where I am. I appreciate the struggle. I appreciate the obstacles. And I love my imperfections. It means I have room to grow. I love the journey to self-mastery, right? It's the Yes, journey. me too. Me too. And um, I find um, one word that keeps popping up in my head as you're talking, um, well, a couple of them, and I find that they go together, is responsibility and ownership. And I find that um, really ties in all of that, what you're talking about when you take clear uh, like responsibility on your actions and your beliefs and your your inner your inner voice and your inner core system um that's that's when you really start to see freedom in all areas of your life because you really start being able to show up in your own skin very comfortable very confident not cocky confident yes um and yeah, then you don't have that competition of I'm better than you. Um, it's okay. It's okay to have a little fun competition and, sure. and, and, and that kind of stuff, but the I'm better than you and you are lower than me and, and, and I'm above you. Um, I agree with you. I'm not for that. And, um, the one of uh, Brene's book, Brene Brown's books yeah. that I was listening to, um, she said it so perfectly. Well, I guess her husband said it so perfectly. Um, she was talking about one of her times where she was going out to talk to a bunch of like CEO, CFO, like cute, like really high end um, individuals that run really, you know, big companies and stocks. And she got extremely nervous for the first time in all of her years. And so she calls her husband and he's like, Renee, people are people. And ever since I've heard that, I have come to a really calm sense of going into situations going, okay, you know what? Yeah, you might be titled as my boss or yeah, you might be titled as my mom or you might be titled as this where there's, there's different title, uh, titles due to our society, but you're still just a person. And we put our pants on the same way every day and yeah. we believe the same, you know, and that's, that's really helped me. And it kind of, I feel that it goes with what you were saying. Yeah. It's people, it's people connecting with people. And really it comes down to building meaningful relationships and building trust. Trust is at the core of everything I do. Trust is at the core of everything we do. Like for, I've been into coaching for four years and it hasn't been a straight line, but it's worth every step. And it's about, creating results is about believing in who I am, becoming who I need to be to do the things I want to do and making those meaningful relationships and connections. I love seeing the results my clients get. All my clients get results. And I don't say that from a place of ego. I'm, I'm the conduit. I'm just serving my books, my courses. Yes, it's flowed through me, but it's been gifted to me through a higher power. That's my belief, right? And I believe that everything is channeled. And my message and my point is to really fulfill my dharma in this lifetime while I'm having this human experience as a spiritual being to empower, to raise the greater consciousness. And on a micro level, it's about empowering people. I love it. I love to, and I love bringing other people's vision to life. So working with people that have these visions, it's not about, oh, they, I need to bring my own. There's enough for everyone. I love raising the vision of other people because that fulfills me. Yes. Um, so 
speaking of um, helping others, um, how do you um, how do you find tools for each individual so that all of your clients are succeeding? Um, what is it that you have to to do or not do in order to you know help your clients really um, get that fulfillment um, with working with you and just with their life in general? The biggest thing I do um, is set intention first. I really need to set an intention so I can't make a phone call, send an email before our session. I quickly did a meditation, set an intention to show up and to channel what's meant to come out and to give whatever message and answers that flows through me that will serve the listeners, right? It's not about thinking about, oh, what's the right answer? It's about what do I feel be in my heart. When we, we get in our head, the magnetic field around our heart is 5,000 times, more than 5,000 times stronger than the magnetic field around our mind. It doesn't mean that our mind doesn't serve us, but we can get in a place where our mind runs us or we run our mind, right? So one of the biggest ways I help my clients is I really listen. And I'm fully committed to their results. I don't sign a client unless I feel 100% that I know I can help them. That's just common sense, right? So when I sit with someone, I have a sheet that I give them that's like a clarity sheet. It's just 20 different areas that you can help people with. And they, I take them through a three-step process where we get to really zero in on some of the main areas that they may want to start to focus on. And then what can I give them and what tools can I give them to help them on their journey? And all my clarity sessions I do for free, and I do a lot of them. I've done so many of them, and I love doing them because I sometimes I'm only meant to do a clarity session with someone, and that sparks their trajectory. I don't take credit for the results. I'm their personal GPS. They do the work. But how I help them is by setting intention, by being fully present when I sit with them, by listening to understand, and by giving them the tools that I'm, I'm very intuitive in my approach. I'm, I'm a geek when it comes to systems, and I have the systems and tools, but how I share that with each client is specific to what comes to me intuitively. So I don't just send a follow-up email right after and say, here's what we talked about, because people are gonna know what we just talked about. So it might be in an hour, whenever it hits me, or it might be within 48, but usually within two to three days after a clarity session, I will sit and might take me 40 minutes or 10 minutes or an hour, but I will draft something that I feel will really help them on their next steps. So whether they're going on to work with someone else, to do it on their own, or to get an accountability partner, or to hire me, I put the same amount of effort in every email because it's about them and not about getting a client. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's incredible that you do that. Um, that's just, to me, that's amazing um, that you would put your time and energy into um, each individual so um, precisely is really, um, it's really touching because there's not a lot of people, um, unfortunately, out there that do that um, in such a manner that, you know, respects each individual and their uniqueness. They're just out there to, you know, make a quick buck. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. That's incredible. Um, where can my, we're going to keep going, but where can my listeners get those? Um, can you share? Session, Yeah. So what I can do after the podcast is send you a link. Um, okay. I have two days a week, uh, basically four spots a week that people can book me to do a clarity session or they can reach out to me via email or, you know, private message me on social media, but I'll send you that link and you can share it and people can reach out to me. And I love, I do probably two a week. Sometimes I'll do more, sometimes less, but I average about two free sessions a week with people. 
And uh, it, it is a big time commitment from the time of preparing, setting intention, doing the session, the follow-up, but I love doing it. And I've had coaches that really tried to have me charge for this. And there's something inside me that tells me that the clarity session, my gift is clarity, clarity and flow state. I'm fascinated with flow state, which maybe we can jump into a little bit later, but um, yes. I, I really feel I'm meant to gift that clarity to people. Well, thank you for that. And um, definitely, um, listeners, stay uh, tuned for that link because that's going to be incredible. So reach out to Mike if you would like one of those clarity calls. Um, habits um, and are huge. Like you said, um, you, can, you can have a plan, but if your habits aren't, you know, I find if your habits aren't built around your plan, um, you're going to, you're going to kind of self-sabotage real quick. Yeah. It's easy to. Um, so how do you build habits so that create that flow that you want to get talking about? So I'm, I can geek out talking about this because I love productivity. I always say I have a system for the system, right? Like uh, <laughs> my natural flow is connecting with people and, and, and talking and coaching and being one-on-one, -on -one, but I also love systems because I, you know, I ran sound for festivals. I ran a recording studio. I worked as a financial analyst for almost 15 years for the federal government, um, tax companies, bookkeeping, everything was systems. So I got halfway through my first book and I turned it into a system. And my book is now turned into an online course. And this whole weekend, I was telling you briefly as we first started, like I couldn't shut it off last night. I worked till three this morning because I have this new platform that I'm really excited about. And I'm taking even my online content to another level of engagement and clarity for people. So I'm taking them through a quest and journey and there's more engagement and follow-up questions and tips and habits. So I'm building that out for all five pillars for people to be able to do. Um, and it's just about getting clarity first so you have focus. And less is more. Real sustainable change is one thing at a time, one day at a time. So I learned a lot from, from different people that I studied. And, and you know, from Tony Robbins, I felt um, there was a couple of key things. And there was the six basic human needs, which continue to serve me, serve my clients. There was the, um, the most important communication we ever have is with herself. And then there was something he said in one of his videos. And he said, we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time. So like, we'll make such a list for the day. We're going to do this, 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 this. And we love completion. So we're getting it done. We're crossing it out. And then we'll beat ourselves up for the one thing we didn't do or the four things we didn't do, right? Yes. Having said that, we also drastically underestimate what we can do in six months, a year, five years, 10 years. So it's really about less is more, having the clarity, having the focus, having the intention, and doing small steps daily consistently over time. That's what yields the results. So to me, habits is about one thing at a time, one day at a time. I, I read a book several years ago when I was in my fitness journey, um, Nate Green, and his, hab his uh, quote was, habits make us and habits break us. So a deconstructive habit will not serve us and break us down, and a constructive habit will support us. So sometimes it's, I, I say this all the time, and I know it's really simple, but I think anything that's simple is powerful. And one of yes. my gifts of clarity is making something really big, very concise. And we don't often do it. We don't often give ourselves that outside vantage point. But if we take a 30,000 feet view sometimes, I'll take my clients to get them to give me an overview of what's their day like, what's their week like, what's their current environment, and say, what are you doing now that you feel is working? 
do more of that. <laughs> what are you doing now that you feel it isn't working? Stop doing that or do less of that, right? And it seems yes. so simple, but we don't always take time to slow down and assess that. And then when we start to zero in, I'm like, you know what? Drink water in the morning before you have breakfast. You're like, well, I'm like, just hydrate your body before you coffee or hydrate your body before you eat. You don't go on a road trip without putting gas in your car. So when you fuel your body, you're literally setting yourself up for the day ahead so that you have more energy, more clarity, more focus. So it's little things. It's not like quantum leaps. We make quantum leaps in life through synchronicity and through our vibration and, and what we create, but we can plan those. Those are our gifts that come to us, but real change is one thing at a time, one day at a time. So I try to help people really, instead of trying to find 10 hours a week to do something, find an hour a week to start writing that book you've been thinking about, or start an hour a week to work on whatever that new thing is for you. Because when you go in that direction, what happens is it starts to attract more energy and more attention, and you'll spend more time in there, and you'll find a new balance. And before you know it, that habit you're trying, pulling your hair out, trying to remember the new, now you're just in autopilot. And the, your new habits are serving you because they're in your subconscious program now. Ah, I like to, um, like when you said subconscious, I like to uh, talk with my clients um, as if it's like two movie scripts and one mm -hmm. kind of just rolls into the other, like the, the subconscious movie rolls into the conscious movie so cool. sneakily but so very often that it's almost like it's that movie that's playing. And I'm always like, you have to flip the switch in the movie that you are playing in your subconscious mind. And that comes down to how are you talking to yourself and about yourself? How, what are the conversations you are having with yourself? I find that um, so extremely important. Um, and I find that if you are not in a, a positive um, state and you're, and you know, you're calling yourself stupid for not getting stuff done or you're in a rushed, um, in a rushed feeling and you're like, oh, why didn't you leave earlier? And you're getting yourself all frustrated and worked up. Um, I find that really disrupts your flow. And it's all about, you know, taking the time to, breathe be like okay you know what this is a part of being human this is going to happen it's not like we're going to always have perfect days we're going to have really really good days we're going to have really shitty days we're going to have days in between and yep. it's how do we flow through it trying to be the best that we can mm -hmm. and um it sounds like that's what you're really trying to help your clients to do. And it's each through in their own individual um, journeys and what they're wanting to get out of life. Yeah. So there's a couple of key things that I need to help my clients with when they're ready. Um, Cause I can, we can only help people when they're ready, right? People don't yes. need fixing. I, you know, I used to be a fixer and a helper, but no one needs fixing, right? I'm not meant, um, I'm meant to support and guide people when they're open to it. And then when they seek me out, I need to give them every opportunity to work with me. But there's a few key things that have to happen. We briefly touched on a little bit earlier, and that was about um, responsibility. So it's not just about helping them assess where they are. It's about them fully accepting where they are. Yes. It's taking responsibility. It's when your locus of control goes from being really external to being mostly internal, knowing that we are the creators of our reality. We don't, we don't control the outcomes. There's a lot of things we don't control in life. And I don't ever want to control anything outside of my own world inside anyway, right? It's, it's exhausting to try to do it. And I learned yes. that 
through just experience of life itself. But it's about really, when we take full responsibility for where we are, then we are in a state where we can take power, our, our power back. We take our inner power and we say, okay, it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but where we are now, it's a direct product of every thought we've had, every program, belief we program, and every action we've taken. So yeah. that means, ha, huh, so I can start to think, speak, feel, and act in ways that will serve the clarity I have now. So when I'm in a place, so once I get into a place of accepting responsibility, then I get into a place of clarity. Once they have clarity, they can set an intention that's aligned with who they are. And once that intention is, is set, you help them on their belief, their mindset, and finding their flow. So I'm fascinated with flow state. Honestly, I spend most of my time in life, I'm happy to say now, is in flow state. I work from flow state. I show up from flow state. Um, I, I'm, I always say I'm never in a hurry. I don't rush. I'm never in a hurry, but I'm really late. I think it's about just doing, going with the flow. Um, little things that, you know, um, get sidetracked or you had something planned. It's okay. Be gentle with yourself. We're always where we're supposed to be at any given point in time. So teaching people these principles and letting them take the tools that I have and make it their own. It's never about you need to do this, this, this. I'm very intuitive how I coach. And I mean, I've taken so many courses on productivity and setting goals and time blocking, but every one of those courses, not one of them that I go, oh, that's exactly what I need to do. No, I took little nuggets from each one that resonated with me. And then I found my own way. And I always tell my clients, you know, not everything I say over the next hour has to really resonate. Be open to a shift. Be open to one thing I say in the next hour helping. Yes. And, and, and it's powerful. I had a coach a few years ago to help me because my block was, um, I was all sp spending all my time in creating and not actually getting in front of people to get clients because I didn't want to be salesy. And I had this mind narrative that um, I, I didn't, I, I was really uncomfortable with the sale part. I could do a clarity session, get all excited. And the second it came to, well, here's how I can help you. I would get in my head and my coach, Joanna Lopez, she's big, sorry. That's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Joanna Lopez is, is an NLP coach and hypnolinguistics and it must be three years now that, ago that she worked with me and I, she was my coach for six months and I felt I was hiring her for accountability. Oh, I just need to be accountable to write my book. But wow, did she help me with so much more than that, right? So um, she helped me remove blocks and she said, Michael, when you know you can help someone and they're in front of you, you're making it about you, but not in a selfish way. You're making it about you as not wanting to be salesy, but you need to remember why they're sat with you. And if you know you can help them, you need to give them every opportunity to receive your help. It changed the way I sat with people. And honestly, my last five, six clients, I don't even get to a point where I need to even ask for if, the, if they're looking to, they, they say, by the way, I'm hiring you, right? I want you for nice. six months. I want you for a year or I'm hiring you for three months, but honestly, I really, I feel like I'm going to need your support for a month or for a year, but I'm a coach that um, I might finish a three month package coaching someone. And if I feel intuitively that I've taken them to where I'm supposed to, then I don't ever try to resign them. Like why resign them? If I brought them to where I'm, some people I'm meant to walk across the street. Some I'm meant to walk to the next block and some I'm taking them right to their goal. But to know what that journey is, I coached someone a while back. I did a free clarity session. And then I did an extra session that was going to be a part of a package. And what's funny is I, I helped her so much in those two sessions and in the resources I sent her. 
Um, I was all excited to start with her the next week and she was signed up for three months, but said she might want me for a full year. And then I get this long email about why the timing wasn't right, but thanking me and being grateful and all the things that came to her since those sessions. And the more I thought about it, I was so excited for her. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is exactly what she needs to focus on right now. And that it was the right thing for her to do. So my response wasn't like, hey, we talked, you said a month, you committed, I've already, you know, and it was like, I'm so excited for you. You know, when you're ready to focus on branding, like, absolutely reach out to me. But I really think this is where you're supposed to be headed. This is why I do the work that I do. And I'm so glad that you are excited about your journey ahead. Like, it's about helping them realizing that I wasn't meant to take her as far as I thought I was. I was meant to spark that in her so that she knew where she wanted to go next. And yeah, and I, I love the word acceptance that you used and it's really becoming something that I am really getting intuitive with recently um, over the last couple of, uh, of months, I should say, of really just accepting what is and yes. what happens is exactly what's supposed to happen. And yes, I can be in a flow of my energy, but I cannot control the outcome of the universe. And the universe is going to sometimes, yes, correlate with me and it's gonna feel great and everything yeah. is just gonna be working out perfect. And I'm gonna be thinking I'm on top of the world. And then all of a sudden, who knows, maybe it's because someone else's energy got stronger than me and the universe went, hey, cool, over here. I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, and now I'm not on top of the universe and the universe is on top of me. But right. it's how do I, it's, it's that, of, that of acceptance of, okay, you know what? This is exactly what is supposed to happen because it is happening. And that key thing has changed my life. And I'm so excited that you said that too, because I really, like, I get so fired up. I, I love this stuff, as you can tell. Like, it's just, it, people say, why did I choose coaching? And I didn't, like, it found me, it chose me, right? And people, I had people, I talked to philosophers about different things and have really cool conversations. He's like, so do you believe in the things you teach? I'm like, I am what I teach. Like, yes, I'm not separate from it, but I don't believe that, I'm not a, I don't preach. I teach and I uh, share and I give people the opportunity to be open to what works for me. But I know that every journey is different. So the second I try to say this, people do this way, that way, but you need, you need my way. You need my method. No, people find their own way, their inner compass. I help them. I help them see their light and I help them get in tune to their inner compass. It's not about you need me. It's about you need you, <laughs> right? And helping yes. them really ignite what's inside them because we all have that power within us. So the second I try to say something else doesn't work, then I'm just putting myself in a silo and I'm separating. The illusion of self, there is no self. Like we have to show up as our, you know, in society a certain way for sure, not, not show up a certain way, but we do have our, I guess, identity. Like I'm a coach and I'm a father and I'm a friend and I'm a business partner and I'm all these things. And, and, and I'm, I love those roles, but at the same time, I feel one with everything, with nature, with, with everything that's in my experience to yes. all that is and all that isn't, if that makes sense. Right. So I just think it's about showing up and being intentional. And when we yes. accept what is that there's no resistance anymore. It doesn't mean, Oh, well, say la vie and then like just not do anything. 
you can still take control of the things you have control over and, and set an intention and move forward. But I always say we don't control the outcome. We can control yeah. how we show up, how we react, and what intention we bring forward after that outcome. So I always say we don't fail. There's no such thing as failure unless you stop trying because yep. there's always an outcome. Sometimes it's not the desired outcome, but there's an outcome. So if you're, yes. you fail forward, as they say, successful people don't remove failure, they manage it. Successful people don't get rid of failure. They, they don't let it slow them down. They learn from it and get stronger, right? So when you can take that outcome, if you spend five minutes on the problem and 95% on the solution, you're going to go way further than if you spend 95% of your time on the problem, what was me? Yeah never come up with a solution. So the same thing can happen to two people and those two people can live completely different lives. One is external locus of control victim and one is, and when you're in that, you're So I always say there's two, two words in the language of the soul. And I can't remember where, I, I think it was um, conversations with God, but we're either creating from fear or we're creating from love. Yes. Right? When we create from fear, it's lack, it's scarcity, it's stress, it's it's going to create more things that we don't want because we're not creating from a place of alignment in the absolute there's only love. So when we create from love, we create more of what we want, which attracts more of what we want again. And it's just a forward momentum. So are we in the scarcity loop or the abundance loop? Um, my editor for my first book, Simone, she had edited a book called the scarcity loop and it was really, no, the abundance loop and talked about the scarcity loop and abundance loop. And it was a really cool book. And I, it stayed with me. Yeah. How um, you you said the word resistant, and it, I feel that this ties into what you were talking about. Why as why do we as humans resist things? And I'm not meaning just like you know that big project that's coming up. We we right. have that resistance to like do it. And um, how do why do we you know? resist going into that abundance loop like what what is causing that and like how do we how do we get it so that you know our our energy does flow from that resistance into that abundance um kind of flow state and 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 how do we get there by always striving to allow the process and and, and looking to get there like i think it's paradigms and beliefs and habits so there's things that we want to create and there's a gut feeling, but then we get in our head and we get in our programs and the ego will kick in and it wants us to stay in our comfort zone, right? So anytime we go to step outside our comfort zone, there's people in our circle that will support and there's people, it may come from a good place, but they're going to say, oh, that's not you or you don't know how to do that or you, you know, what about this and what about, and they tell you all the things that can go wrong. When we yes. were kids, we just thought about possibilities. Oh, yes. Right? Everything, everything's possible there's a hero inside all of us there's a genius inside all of us right so it's about remembering that and going what but what can go right yes the people obviously the people are crazy enough to think they can change the world that are people are going to do and guess what i'm crazy enough to think i can change the world not i'm right own. there with you yeah absolutely it's a, but it's a, it's a collaborative approach it's about being together and setting the intention raising the consciousness raising the vibration yes yeah. and and it's and it's understanding that we as humans are worthy enough to have that state of abundance, yes. that flow, that life that we desire as humans in a spiritual, you know what I mean? Living yes. in a human um, state, being spiritual um, or where, whatever you may believe in. Um, yeah, I find it's, 
it's understanding that um, we are worthy of that. Um, no matter what flow comes through us, yes. or what doesn't, what resists us, what doesn't resist us, um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, what do you What do you find is um, really key for somebody to to do every single day? Um, to really keep themselves clear? Um, is it like, you know, having sticky notes? Um, is it, you know, saying mantras, meditating? Um, or do you find that um, it's different for everybody? And how do some, how does somebody that's like, I kind of do all of them, or I don't know how to do any of them? How do, how do people find their flow? I'm going to link to something you said earlier, and you said it several times, and I love it, that I am enough. I think the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that I'm not enough, not only as kids, but as, as adults, right? I'll jump in a little bit about Grow Your Hero and stuff I'm doing with Tammy in a bit, because it's really around the big lie to big why. But there's different modalities that are going to work for different people. But if our focus every day is to bring the joy, is to learn to fully love ourselves, I can write affirmations, I'm enough, I'm deserving, I'm innocent. And that's great, and that's a good start. But that's going to my 5% conscious mind, not the 95%, the subconscious, right? So are you listening to hypnolinguistics? Are you doing meditation to get into a deep transcendental state to raise your heart coherence and to feel it, to feel that love? So when you feel that you are more than enough, it's so much more powerful, right? And it took a while for me to fully feel it, for me to fully step into it. When you, you know your value, other people see it way easier than before. Because if you don't see it, it's hard for other people to see it. So I'm not going to say you need to meditate or you need to listen to hypnolinguistic tracks or you need to um, do affirmations. There's a lot of modalities. There's tapping, there's Reiki, there's so many, there's theta healing, there's access bars, uh, you know, saltwater floats. There's things that I do daily, weekly, monthly to help me show up in peak performance. It doesn't mean I'm always on all cylinders, but for the most part, I control how I show up every day, right? And what works for me may not work for everyone, but it, if, they, if their focus is to find love for themselves, we all hit a point in our life. So here's one thing about the human condition that I love seeing patterns in, in peak performance and human potential, what drives us. So we all hit a point where we go, ah, you know, I'm spinning, I'm, I'm a people pleaser, or I'm a helper, or I'm being there for everyone, or my identity is a mom, or my identity is this and that. But I'm not fully, there's something not aligned, there's something in our gut that we know it's our soul is seeking it. Right. And when we're still, we can feel it. So then we keep ourselves busy. We don't need to feel that uncomfortableness to get back yes. to resistance. Resistance is something that our soul is seeking, that our paradigms and beliefs doesn't support, and that we need to find. We need to look there. Where's the fear? Go there. Where's the resistance? Go there. Be still. Right. Because when we fully embrace who we are, we all hit a point in our life where we need to put ourselves first. And that might sound odd. It's counter intuitive because we were programmed to put everyone else first. I don't mean put yourself first in an ego way, selfish way, narcissistic. I'm not saying that. Everything I do is about serving others, but I can only help others at the level I grow myself, at the level yes. I help myself, right? So the more I grow, the greater capacity I have to serve other people. So leaders, I did, a, I was an MC a few years ago at the World Fitness Expo for um, a leadership event. And all the leaders in a roundabout way and over 20 speakers in three days, they all said the same thing. Self-care was at the top of their list. Yes. How they could lead, they can't lead others if they're not leading themselves. 
and, yeah. and that brings me to another point about health and wellness. And I love that you're into health and wellness and mindset and fitness because it's so key. All my growth, looking back, you can connect the dots. All my growth happened when fitness and nutrition became my passion. I didn't see it happen, but I did so much drinking that when I no longer drank, I needed to find something to spend my time doing. And I started to drink water and, oh, I'm eating breakfast again. When did I stop eating breakfast? Walk to work instead of driving. All these little things. And over time, I'm like, I want to walk more. I want to go to the gym. I want to, I got into running. I signed for triathlons and got over my fear of deep water. I didn't know all these things were going to happen. But any positive goal is a step in the right direction. So I tell people, start with one thing. Start with one thing you can do today or that you didn't do yesterday that will help you towards where you want to get to. Yes. Um, and I find that the best way that we can work through resistance um, is going towards it and not only going through things that are, um, bring us resistance, but that make us uncomfortable. Yes. Um, and it, um, a prime example of this is, is working out. Um, we want to bring our body to a point where we're not injuring ourselves or hurting ourselves, oh. but we're bringing to a point where we're almost at a point of failure. We're getting to a point of uncomfortability um, within our body and we're pushing our body's limits and our mind limits mind, to yeah. see how much we can go, how much faster we can go, how much more can we lift. Um, and it not only in those explicit moments that we are, you know, doing those reps or those um, counts, um, it's the the aftermath that comes with it, the sore muscles, the the the, the awareness of taking time to recover. Yes. Um, that all um, that all flows into what you're saying is is awareness, and it's not um, only. Um, doing what is um, uncomfortable and, and staying there as long as you can. Oh. But once you come out of it, how are you recovering yeah. um, yourself so that you then can move forward into, you know, another uncomfortability? Because if you're not searching for those little present, acute, uncomfortable moments, when life hands you the big ones, yeah. you're not going to know how to handle it or, or how to respond. You're yeah. going to act out of reaction. And when we act out of reaction, 99% of the time, we do not how we do not like how we, how we present ourselves. And when yeah. we reflect back, we're like, Oh my God, who was that person in that right. moment? Yeah, it doesn't serve the outcome. It doesn't serve the situation. So I love that you talk about like, because working out is not just about for me, like I lift just for the mental clarity it gives me. I lift yes. for the energy that it gives me. And I lift for the habit of pushing beyond that. Like, honestly, you had to see me this morning. Uh, so I did legs two days ago and lunches are like my enemy, but I know there's a love-hate relationship, right? So I did all, <laughs> I did all, did all these back spots and I'm like, you know what? I need to, I know I need to do lunges today. So I did so many walking lunges, like it was ridiculous. And <laughs> I so feel it the last two days, but I'm also like, yeah, I did that. Like never push your pain. People say no pain, no gain. I'm like, no pain is your body saying, don't do what it is you're doing now. Yes. Uh, but fatigue and, uh, and, and, and like your, your mind going, want to stop, but you still got two more reps. That's powerful. And that helps you push through things that come to you in life. But um, again, I had to learn a lesson the hard way, but recovery, like you said, what, what's your nutrition? What's your post-workout meal? What's your rest like? Like, are you taking time to recover? Because we're not building muscle in the gym. 
we're stretching and tearing and, and creating inflammation, right? And yeah. then as we let it recover, that it comes back stronger. So it's finding that balance. And I think balance is key in life. I always, I, I always like talking to my clients also, not only about um, recovery in the body, which is extremely important, which is like, yes, rest and, and nutrition, but how are you recovering your mind? Because mm -hmm. we can go to very dark places when we're in those uncomfortable states. Um, yeah. We can bring back memories that bring us really uncomfortable um, feelings and, and, and they can, you know, flip our minds. Um, and I always talk to people about how are you recovering your mind? What mm -hmm. are you allowing it to seep in? Because you just pushed it to an uncomfortable spot. And when that happens, our mind searches for things. And sometimes it's an ugly sight. Yeah. And how are you recovering? Because we we especially if we we overcome what we're doing say we you know we hit a new pr and uh personal best uh, with squats and stuff um we could have been in a really ugly spot for a little bit you know that 30 or so seconds of feeling like you're going to fail and yeah. if in any moment in your life outside of working out you felt like you're a failure could arise really quick and it's how are you recovering now that that emotion has arise because it's in there and i believe every emotion that we have lives within our body and it stays there until we learn how to release it Absolutely. and so it's it's understanding okay now that 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 has erupted in your brain and, and it's there how are you recovering how are you learning to now release it you just released it once with becoming successful with that lift boom yeah. that neurologically already transferred your trans you know changed your mind but yeah. how are you keeping that going what are you listening to who are you talking to what type of conversations are you having um what is the music you're, you know, you're playing and stuff like that, that all really truly affects um, the outcome and, and how you move forward with in those uncomfortable situations. And I love that your connection awareness is so much more than just helping someone like, cause we're not just helping someone build a bicep or lose 40 pounds. We're, we're literally changing their trajectory. We're helping them. Yes. change trajectory. They're doing the work. Right. But the way when they see that change, it, it's their inner work, their energy, their confidence, their self-respect, right? Uh, their self-esteem and who they become and what they create from that new new state of level of awareness and energy vibration. So helping them recover in not just the body, right? So my latest program is called Quantum Creation. I spoke about it in Toronto at the World Fitness Expo, and I just spoke about it a few months ago here in London at um, Awesomepreneurs. But it's basically about fueling your mind, body, and spirit every day, because people set goals. For fitness or these set goals for work and you might set a financial goal or a car goal or a house whatever it is they're working towards but i say set a goal for your mind set a goal for your body and set a goal for your spirit heart or soul however you want to term it but set goals for all three because we're not just you know dimensional beings we are not our thoughts we're not our habits right we are not our emotions we are the observer of it and when we fully serve all three then we're tapping into heart coherence we're tapping into the quantum field if you will and we're creating from a place of true alignment and power. Anything we create from flow state, we are truly going to create something that's for the greater good. And yes. So anything I ever do, obviously, it has to be for the greater good. Um, I don't want to gain something if it's going to negatively impact one person because it makes no sense. If it's coming from a place of alignment, it's always going to be for the greater good. Yeah, it's always going to shift the universe in a positive way.
Absolutely. It's going to make the light brighter. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, I find it's through individuals coming into their own self being, this is who I am. This is me being extremely authentic yeah. with, um, my flaws, my, my, my mistreps, my failures that I went through, um, everything here I am, um, because I am one with the universe and I, I am not just, this is just kind of my, my luggage that I'm carrying. It's not me. It's just a part of my life that I keep in. I would say like my forever box. It's the stuff that carries that I carry along until all of a sudden I might think, you know what? this is not very important anymore. And then I let it go. Um, And it's learning how to let things go out of those luggages and know that, you know, that failure that happened um, is not you. And it's okay that it did happen. And I find that failure is a learning lesson only. It's, and like you said, it's not failure unless you stop. And And I find it's not even if you stop, it's if like you completely stop. There's a difference between, okay, refocusing and moving on to something different. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And yeah, it's that, it's that when you completely stop and just go, okay, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. Sometimes and, and you don't reshift. My goals doesn't change a lot or my why doesn't change a lot, right? It, it can evolve, but the how I get there, I'm not tied. I have a mind that's open to everything but attached to nothing as Wayne Dyer would say, right? Like. Um, I followed a lot of the late Wayne Dyer's work and sayings, and most of his work was from other people's work too, you know, Lao Tzu and, and Neville and, and, all, and all these people. But I just really believe in the, the timelessness in the wisdom of the universal principles and the human condition, right? So it's really about how we show up. And um, we always have a choice to either focus on, so being present is so powerful, right? And I think one of the ways I help my clients after they have clarity and they take responsibility and they have focus and intention is help them find their flow. Because when you're in flow, illusion yourself disappears. You're not in the future. You're not in the past. You are fully in the moment. Like I worked till three this morning on this uh, program that I'm developing because I felt in flow and time was inevitable, was, was irre- yes. irrelevant, right? I was just working away and I was like, wow, three o'clock, I guess I should go get some sleep now. And, and, and then like, again, I, you know, had a little sleep in, got up and, and did my morning routine and then had a coffee and started again because my soul is seeking to create that, but I'm doing it from a place of flow. Now oh, I got to do this. Like take the word got and have to, I get to. So people say, Oh, I got to make this call and I got to go to that. And I got a client at three and I got, I'm like, I get to do a call at one and I get to do this at that time. I don't always do it, but remembering to switch your wording. Our language is so powerful. There's an energy to it, right? So- Yes, it switches our perspective yes. on how we see what's happening within our life. So the power of shifting your focus, I did I did a two-pager handout that I give to a lot of my clients as part of my course. It just helps them look at what are their habits, their language, their energy, uh, their beliefs. Um, and there was one more habits, language, thoughts, energy, and beliefs, and then how we can shift from one to another, right? Because it's really about shifting the lens of perception sometimes. Because if we focus, energy goes where attention flows, right? And attention flows where energy goes. So it's like vice versa. It's where where are we putting our energy and where are we putting our attention? But um, we need to go to the dark places. You, you don't get to the light without going to the dark. And in fact, you don't see the light without appreciating the dark, right? 
Yes. So it's not about being perfect. It's not about never having a neg. For me, that was a lesson for me because I was Mr. Positive. So I was having a negative emotion like, oh, I got to reboot. I got to fix this. I can't like, no, sit with it. Feel it. Let it go through you. Don't judge it, but process it. And then do the work to, to, that you're supposed to do because our emotions are a best indicator we have when we take time to be still. And it yes. doesn't have meditation. Our creative ideas, our solutions don't come when we're being super busy. It's when we're still. So taking time to be still daily, it's so key. I have one day a week that's just my creative day. And, and not only I find being still, but um, when you're that little whisper that I find um, – your your why or your what you should be doing doesn't come as a big like hey hey over here do this <laughs> do this over here i'm right here no, i find it's like hey hey you know that you know, you know that book that you want to keep writing why, why aren't you writing it <laughs> and it's like that little whisper that you're like okay yeah i know um yeah. but right now i'm doing this and that it's that that resistance right because whether it's coming from a place of fear of, okay, I really want to do this and I have a love for wanting to do this, but the fear of, oh my God, what are people going to think maybe, or what am I going to do once it happens? The pure fact of what is, what, what's going to happen after I do it um, yeah. can be scary enough, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, I hear you, but um, oh, look, the dog needs to go for a walk. I can't sit down right. <laughs> like it's, it's that little whisper that comes out, right? And it's not something that, and, and then the whisper will be like, okay, go walk the dog. But yeah. I'm still going to be here, but I'm just going to get even a little bit more quieter. And I find it's just unfortunate that um, that's what drives people not to do things because I find that the voice kind of goes a little bit quieter and quieter each time. And it's yeah. when you actually take action that the voice gets louder and louder because it becomes a habit. Yeah. And so now it's just naturally in there and it's now just like a, Hey, I have to go write, I have to go write my part of my book today because it's, it's scheduled into my time and it's beeping yeah. at me to go do it. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, I find it, you have to listen to those little, those little whispers I find and yeah, and find yourself still moments. Um, I take, I have about a 25, 27 minute drive to and from work yeah. and I actually love it. Um, because well, like I just sometimes listen to podcasts, sometimes I listen to audiobooks, and then sometimes it's just complete silence because yeah, I work in a gym and the music's always going. Yeah. So, and if it's not the music, I'm talking to people and everybody knows um, personal trainers are always just having people talk to you. You're talking to somebody for a full hour almost like, and depending yeah. on how much um, you have clients that day, you could have an eight hour day of just, you know, talking and yeah, they're working out, but you're listening, you're, it's, it's, you're, you're giving a lot of energy. Absolutely. Sometimes I find those drives for me are really like rejuvenating and my, yeah. my stillness. Restorative, restorative, not only for your body, but for your mind and your soul, right? Cause you're taking time. So there's times when it's restorative for your mind because you're driving and listening to an audio book that's helping you grow. And then there's times when you're driving and just not listening to anything and that's restorative for your mind and your soul, right? So, yes. And you're, you, you're intuitively knowing what you need. So uh, Zig Ziglar used to call it, um, 
Automobile University, but I'm the same way. I'm always listening to audiobooks, right? If, even out for a walk. There's times when I'm like, oh, I just want to hear nature, but there's times when I want to listen to an audiobook and something that's going to grow me. I'm always literally programming my mind and setting myself up so that I'm learning, I'm growing, and that most importantly, I'm having fun. I love having fun. If I'm not having fun, yes. there's no there's no point. Like, you know, your yeah. inner child really has a voice. And when you, I had a friend when I was in Tuscany said, I love that you, uh, feed your inner child inner child she said in fact I think you feed him chocolate <laughs> <laughs> oh I I feed my inner child chocolate every single day all day yeah. um I find playfulness is the one thing that when you lose that um life becomes extremely sure. self-suffering I mm -hmm. find and I don't like to use such a huge word but it really it really is because you you fall into those oh well, me states really fast yeah. you're able to stay there really for a long period of time you're really quick to point fingers at other people um, and it's just because you take yourself so serious and serious. life so serious and you're not a, that's you're not allowed to laugh that's not funny don't joke about that don't say this that can harm that person and it's just like lighten up and just let life be and it's like the world is our playground like we used to always get so excited about you know pieces of metal just stuck in the ground connecting to each other and we yeah. would make it a spaceship we would make it a boat we would make it rocket ships we would be climbing mountains like our imagination would floor over pieces of metal stuck together in nature and now as adults we look at it and we're like what are we supposed to do with it yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love that you say playfulness like that, that, you know, our world is our playground. It so is. And it's so key. Like if you're, if your only focus was to bring the joy as Brendan Bashar calls it, or Abraham Hicks says, you know, just to find, be joyful at a vibration. When you're having fun, when you're in joy, you are connected to source. When you're yes. connected to source, you're in alignment. When you're in alignment, you're creating the energy, synchronizing people and experiences into your life that you need to follow your soul's path. So if your only goal was to be joyful, that's an amazing goal. Like go out there and have fun, like rock the journey. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I find like that saying, you know, work hard, play harder. That's me. I, yeah. is no point of working hard if you're not able to enjoy it because that's you putting yourself in self-suffering and you're just, you're, you're wasting away this one life that we have in this, this body that we're yeah. living in previously and i know like it's right cliche now. yeah i know it's cliche but i always say it really I, i've been saying it for years like some of my sayings all as well is something i've said for a long while all as well uh go with the flow and it's all about the journey and it really is about the journey like we're gonna always seek fuller expression our soul is always going to want to expand we're always going to want to make a bigger impact and really help and we're motivated when we're learning we're motivated when we're growing so when everybody hit a point where I go, ah, oh, there you go, I'm here now. Now, that doesn't mean don't always enjoy where you are at any given point in time, which brings me to gratitude. We can't do a call without talking about gratitude. That's so important. Yes. It's at the forefront of everything I do. My feet hit the floor and I say thank you, right? So every morning. Me too, I me gratitude. too. A grateful heart is a happy heart and we attract more yes. things. Um, you can't be angry and grateful. You can't be resentful and grateful. When you're grateful, you're in the moment, you really appreciate what you have. I always mm -hmm. say, it's okay to want more in life, but appreciate what you have while you work towards what you want. Gratitude's so key. Yeah, you, um, and to me, it comes down with 
how do you think you can handle more if you're not even handling what you have now? Absolutely. You can't handle what you have now. And it's not just like handle it, but like handling it with care and love and, and, and discipline in the way of, you know, staying consistent with it. If it's a plan, if it's a routine to get yourself forward, if it's to get yourself that job or that promotion that you need, what are you doing um, that is, you know, moving you forward and, and, you know, keeping you um, focused and yeah, it's gratitude. If you can just be okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I have. Yeah. And as I work towards creating better for myself mm -hmm. and becoming better yeah. as myself, that's yeah. when I will be able to obtain what I desire because I'm becoming better. It's not just, I don't feel entitled to it. It's yeah. something that I, I'm, it's becoming of one with me. I'm and vibrating so, towards it. It's vibrating towards me. And sometimes gratitude is something, yes, it be, it's a practice at first. It's a habit at first, but eventually it's just a part of who we are and how we show up, right? Yeah. So I, I often give my clients, you know, the habit of writing down three things you're grateful for, either right before bed or when you first wake up. Because within the, in those two times, we're, we're really um, connected to source and our brain is getting ready to go into a theta, theta state, right? So it's, it's really important to give gratitude because I'm in awe so many times daily. I was in awe this morning when I woke up and saw the snow coming down, right? When the, when this, and when the sun came through, I'm like, oh, I got to go for a walk and I got ready. And I'm in awe just going for driving. It, I'm in awe so many times daily now compared to before because I'm in the moment and I appreciate it. The sky, the moon, the trees, everything is, can be really powerful when you feel connected to it, when you feel the oneness of everything that is, right? Yes. And I find, um, I find you're able to be in the moment when you allow your, yourself to really take in your five senses, like five senses, like what are you hearing? Like, not just like the background noises, but like, are you listening to understand? Like, are, what are you feeling um, inside around you? Like, what are you sitting on? Do you feel it? Um, what are you feeling inside? Is it invoked due to yourself or is it the external environment? Like, what are the smells? Are you like needing to walk somewhere else because someone just farted or maybe somebody's <laughs> smelling. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> or maybe or maybe somebody just made some really delicious food and you want to walk towards it and eat Absolutely. it and now yeah. taste it. And you know, it's it's those things I find are really important is just, you know, listening in and tuning into not just like all of the areas of the five senses. Yeah. Uh, of just being human and just right now what is is what is and I can only do with what is now absolutely and move forward yeah and move forward yeah well we say we control how we show up and then you know how we react and then how what, what intention we set moving forward and, and being yes. in the moment so anytime I do feel obviously I'm far from perfect and I still have negative self-talk and I have fears and when I feel myself getting anxiety or, or, or anything like that, I always sit still, I put my hands on my heart and I close my eyes and I do deep breathing. It might take a minute, it might take five minutes, but I do it until I feel my energy going from my mind back down to here. Because when we so leave with heart. the heart, leave with the heart is powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so you have put all of this incredible work um, and all of this conversation that we're having, you pretty much have all of this in like 
programs and, and you also do like speaking. Yeah. Um, how, um, how does the, how does the speaking and, um, the, the programming that you're building now and the ones that you already have, um, how do you find, um, that brings you, um, fulfillment in your life and, um, how can people find it and how can people find you? Yeah. Uh, immense fulfillment. It's hard to even put into words. It's just every day I'm so deeply grateful for the experience and, and I appreciate the struggle and I appreciate, I appreciate the obstacle. I don't have problems. I have challenges, which are opportunities to learn and grow. Right. So, um, I really love the journey. I love, I think that everything I learn and everything I experience, it helps me show up better to my clients. And I'm so open to learn. Like we learn from everyone. I learn from my 10 year old son as much as any conference I've ever gone to. I learn from all my clients. I learn from sitting and talking to you today. And I'm grateful for that. Right. I see the divine and I learn from people. It's so much we can learn from our, our environment. The problem with thinking that we know it all is like, we have no room to learn. Yes. I don't know exactly how the quote goes, but Jim Rohn, he has so many good ones, but he said, basically our mind is like an umbrella. It works better when it's open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that, is, that is so good. I so, like that. And yeah. And I like that. The, the, the pure fact that as soon as you think that you know it all, you're, you're, you're closed, you're closed off, off to learning anything. Yeah. So they can why learn it. You already know it. <laughs> yeah. They can reach me on social media, like doll it in on Instagram or Facebook or Michael Doyle on Facebook. Um, my website's dollitin.com. And if you go to dollitin.com forward slash your next level, you'll see a landing page that promotes some of my course. My course is currently uh, hosted uh, on my website, but I am creating a whole new platform with all new interactive engagement levels. So very soon the landing page will have a new link that'll take you to a new site that um, really takes you through a more engaging and um, powerful experience through my five pillars, which I'm really excited about. That's I'm, I'm excited for you. I can feel the energy um, <laughs> like that you're giving and it's amazing. Um, the power one person has when, when setting those intentions and, and allowing themselves the understanding of being worthy enough to create what we desire to create and allow our imaginations to come up with and, and understand that if mm-hmm. it's value, um, it's meant to be shared with the world and, and we are meant to connect with the world and, and connect as individuals yes. and, and connect individually within ourselves. And I just want to say thank you so very, very much um, for uh, taking the time um, to have this extremely um, intuitive conversation um, I'm excited for my listeners to hear this. I'm excited for my listeners to reach out to you. Um, I, I'm excited for you and um, what's to come. And I just want to say thank you so very much for being such a bright light in, in a world that can seem extremely dark um, for people um, when they feel lost and, and, and have a, a foggy mindset. Um, thank you for being that, that clarity for those people. Um, I really, um, I want, I really want to say the world's blessed um, for you being exactly who you are. Um, my final question for you 
um, is what is your perspective on positivity? Positivity. I think it's important. I don't think you'll ever create, nothing positive has been created with a negative mindset. But some people take it to an extreme and they're like positive, stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. It's not natural to stay positive. Um, we, we say things are good and bad and positive and negative, but we're assessing that. We're the judge of that. But really, there is no positive, negative, good and bad. I think there's just experiences. So when we focus too much on positivity, we beat ourselves up when we're not feeling positive, right? Or we think there's something wrong and we're supposed to be happy all the time. It's not about that but be okay with where you are and who you are and know that we are always doing the best we can with the knowledge and experience we have. So communicate kindly to yourself, love yourself, get clear, seek support. Another thing I learned is I love what I do, but sometimes I catch myself working on my own all the time and I have lots of skills and I know that, but I only have so many main natural talents and that it takes a community. It takes a team. We're wired for connection. Like you said, so seek out people that have skill sets and, and that, you know, just because I'm very competent in finance and spreadsheets because I worked in that field for 15 years, it's not my flow state. So why would I spend a lot of time there? I'd rather have someone that's in flow when they're doing that for me while I'm doing the stuff that I love to do. So it's good to know a bit about everything in your business so you delegate with clarity, but have people in your circle. We don't leverage our value. I mean, we do to a certain degree, but really we leverage other people's value and they leverage our value. So it's about building relationships and trust so that you have the right people in your team to support you on your journey. Don't try to do it alone. Call, ask for help, the power of ask, the power of being open to receive, and make sure I'll end with the circle of influence because I do think we are largely a product of our environment. Jim Rohn says we are the average of the top five people we spend the most time with, right? So we want to have people that support, motivate, and elevate us. And we need to do the same for our support system, right? So there's going to be people that are there and just listening ears and they give us support. Yes. Because there's going to be people that motivate us because they're our cheerleaders and they really believe in what we're doing. And there's going to be people that elevate us because they're, they've done more than we have and they're going to help us play a bigger game and set the bar. And we need to do the same for them. So look around you and there are people around you fanning your flame or dimming your light. Your light is bright. Your light is beautiful. Everyone's light is just let it shine. Don't dim your light for others. Yeah. I 100% agree. I find the lights that, that stay bright allow others to understand that their light can be just as bright. Absolutely. And, and their brightness doesn't take over anything else. No. It's just, it's, it's just coming from within. And how beautiful would the world be if everybody just really, truly allowed them, them, themselves shine um, yes. just as they are. And with a set of acceptance and, and love and, and flow, like you say. I love flow state. And I just echo sure as you said that because we are all lights shining bright. Um, David Francie has a song. I'm a musician, so I love music and it's one of my flow states. So he has a song called We Are All Lights Burn Shining Bright, right? And it's a beautiful song. And I really believe that we're a constellation. We're all one. So I'm yes, so grateful yes. to uh, get the opportunity to be able to do this interview with you today. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope to connect uh, offline here at some point soon too. And uh, let me know when you're in London uh, sometime soon so we can connect for another coffee meetup. Yes, I would love <laughs> that. Um, thank you so very much um, for today and sharing your insights, your values, 
and and just being so extremely present. Um, I really felt your energy um, today when when I'm talking. Um, I can watching you. I can I can really feel that um, you're listening to understand. And like you were saying in the conversation earlier, um, what an awesome feeling that is um, to have because. There's some people that um, in all life, they just, you know, somebody's asking a question and they're already thinking of the answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that used uh, to be me. <laughs> the, and, 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 it, and I do it too sometimes, but it's yeah. really nice. Um, this, this whole, this whole interview, I really felt you were trying to connect to the full answer before, you know, allowing your mind to just be like, Hey, say this, say that, say this. Um, I, and I really felt that because of that, um, my listeners are going to really be impacted, um, with what you shared today. So thank you so very much for, you know, dialing in and doiling in your energy and bringing that um, to to my my listeners and to me today. I truly appreciate that. And um, I'm grateful for you. Thank you so very much. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you. Your light is beautiful. So uh, keep shining. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, my incredible listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Michael. I hope with whatever value you took away with the episode, you implement it into your life so that you can start living in a state of flow. If you did like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, give a like, leave a review, and tag Michael and I on Instagram at SparkplugWellness and at DoyleItIn. We would love to hear your reviews and your thoughts on today's episode. I, as the host of Positive Spark Plug, would like to say thank you once again for taking the time to listen in to each and every episode. I truly appreciate you. And now let's go and create positivity together and let's make it louder.